Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast. An inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Call to Serve podcast. I'm Nathan, your host, and today is a great day. Uh, Not that any day is not a great day, but today is especially a great day. Um, If you or someone you know is preparing to serve or currently serving a mission, definitely check out the Call to Serve journals. They are mission-specific. They have a nice, clean look. Um, Elder Richard G. Scott has said, write down in a secure place the important things you learn from the Spirit. You will find that as you write down precious impressions, often more will come. Also, the knowledge you gain will be available throughout your life. And that's uh, that's the end of the quote from Elder Scott. Um, but check out the link below to look at the different mission journals. Again, highly recommend you look at them. And whether it's in one of the call to serve journals or another journal, definitely be sure and record in your journals, your spiritual impressions and the things you learn in personal study, comp study, language study, whatever it is, um, for both of you to have later on, you can reference it, but also for your posterity down the line. Um, when you think about the scriptures in a way, really they're in, in some ways, they're really just a journal, right. Of the, the most precious and important things that, uh, that people have experienced. So it is a commandment to write in your journal. So let's make sure we do it. Um, without further ado, let's get into this episode. Uh, we have a special guest. Her name is Alexis Kling. She's from Monroe, Utah, and has a call to serve in the Ecuador Guayaquil North mission. And, uh, yeah, without further ado, Alexis, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for coming on the call to serve podcast. It's always a pleasure to, to get to hear different people's stories and today we get to hear yours so thanks yeah thanks so much for having me i'm excited awesome so how we'll start how we usually like to start these um and that is what's your story right what led you to decide to serve a mission well i was a type of person who grew up i grew up in a super gospel oriented home where missions are talked about from a young age We're told that it's something we should be able to do and something we should want to do. But after we get to around the age of 14, 15, our parents kind of let us make the decision for ourselves and they stopped pushing it as much. So the reason I decided to serve is because my senior year, I got to go on a trip called the church history trip with my, a lot of the kids from my school and a lot of kids from surrounding schools. And what we do is... I think there's about 150 of us when I went, and they have us start in Las Vegas. We fly all the way to the East Coast. We start in New York, and then you spend about four days doing American history, and then you spend the remaining 11 or 12 days just going through Joseph Smith's life and hitting all the places, and you work your way back and drive all the way back to Utah. And the one challenge they give us is they give every single kid a Book of Mormon. And our challenge is to try and place the Book of Mormon with a family or someone you meet or just anyone. And when I placed my Book of Mormon, we were in Boston at the time. And I was just walking around the street and we had about 10 minutes before we were all supposed to meet to get back on the bus to go wherever we were going next. 
and I decided I want to get a lemonade. And my friend Haley, who is currently serving in Mexico, actually, but she decided to come with me. So we went and stood in line to get this really, really overpriced lemonade that actually was not that good. <laughs> but while we were standing in line, one of the ladies in front of us, I just decided to start a conversation with her because she looked super nice and she was all alone. So I just kind of started a conversation. I was like, oh, like, are you from around here? Like, is the lemonade good? And she's like, I'm from around here. It's not very good, but my friend's the one running the stand. And I was like, oh, so she's just there supporting a friend. <laughs> and then she started to ask me where I was from and like what we were doing. And I kind of explained it to her. And after I kind of got a good vibe that she wasn't going to completely shut me down, I asked her if I could place my Book of Mormon with her. And instead of just like accepting it and being like, oh, thank you, and um, like walking away, she told me, she's like, the only way I'm going to accept this Book of Mormon is if you explain to me what it is and how it's going to change my life. And wow. I kind of sat there for a minute and I was like, oh, <laughs> because I wasn't really prepared to answer that. And it was kind of scary at yeah, the thought of whatever I say next is going to determine whether or not she's going to take the Book of Mormon. Mm hmm. And so we slowly like stepped out of line, got our super overpriced lemonade, super sour. <laughs> um, and I kind of just told her what it is. I told her my testimony. I told her what we were doing and how I know what we're doing is true and how God will bless us with miracles. And I talked to her for a good like 30 or 45 minutes, actually. Wow. And she was just sharing me. She told me that she had been struggling a lot because she had a daughter around the same age as me who just doesn't believe in anything. And she doesn't accept consequences. And she's at a hard parenting age. And she's been praying for something to do. But she knows that she hasn't been to church in a while because she just felt like that church wasn't the church for her. And she kind of just broke down talking to me about all this stuff. And eventually, she just gave me a hug. And she told me that she's going to read the Book of Mormon for me. And then she asked me to write my name in it and my Facebook so that she could contact me when she was done reading it. So I wrote my Facebook handle at the end of the Book of Mormon so she would see it when she was finished reading it. And about a couple months ago, I got a message from her and she was like, I read the Book of Mormon. I'm meeting with missionaries. I'm on date to be baptized. And Damn. hearing that kind of was just like the eye-opening thing where I've been debating if I wanted to serve for a really long time and I didn't know and I didn't want to leave my friends I didn't want to say goodbye loved school but the feeling I got when I heard that she was on date to be baptized and she was becoming a member was very overwhelming and I was just like I want to do that every day for 18 months and so that's when I started my papers and I didn't really look back <laughs> Wow. That's really cool. Well, first off, like the whole like church history trip, like that whole idea is really cool. Like yeah. I, I wish everyone had that opportunity, but that's really cool that you're able to just in a way have a taste of, you know, what a mission is like just in that sense, right? Like getting to, to share, you know, what's, what's in your heart, right? How you feel about the book of Mormon and oftentimes not being prepared right? At least not feeling prepared. Like, oh, this isn't the question I planned on answering. Yeah. But it's the one that God gave me. So, and I mean, and you've, you know, you, like you said, you grew up in a home that was, you know, pretty strong in the gospel. And so, I mean, it's not like you haven't 
thought about, okay, what is the Book of Mormon? Or like, okay, yeah. like, what's my testimony, right? It's just that in that moment, you're like, whoa, like this is not what I expected. Yeah, sharing it with a complete stranger. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And that's cool that it was such a positive experience because, I mean, there are definitely so many positive experiences on the mission and the positive definitely outweighs the negative, but that's just cool that it was a positive one because, I mean, not every time do you, when you give someone a Book of Mormon or offer them a Book of Mormon, are they like, yeah, I'm going to read this. Like sometimes you have people like reject you and stuff. And so that's just really cool that you're able to to taste that, that the positive, um, you know, that, that sweet spirit of, you know, getting to see someone progress or help them progress and play a big role in that. So that's really yeah, cool. it was a super, super good experience. Yeah, that's excellent. <clears throat> and that was funny what she said about her friend. You're like, yeah, it's not very good, but I'm just going to hear helping out. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's really sour. It's really watery. Don't expect much. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the experience, right? Yeah, exactly. That's why you uh, buy any overpriced anything. It's You have to be doing it for this experience because most of the time it's not for the product itself. <laughs> I know. My brother actually went on the CHT this past year in May, and I was like, go to the lemonade stand, I promise. I was like, you need to go there. Go spend $8 on a lemonade. <laughs> he tried That's it. Amazing. He texted me. He's like, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just a meme. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's really cool. That's definitely a unique experience. I mean, obviously, you know, some people have similar experiences, but that is really cool that that A, you know, you're able to go on that trip, B, they presented that challenge to you, and that C, you actually, like, did it, you know? Yeah. That's really cool. With all of that, I mean, obviously, that's one thing you've been doing to prepare for a mission, and that's helped you prepare. Um, but what have been some other things that, that you've been doing to prepare that you think have been helping you a lot? Um, I feel like one big thing that I've tried to do is really surround myself by super positive, supportive people. Because leaving your family and your friends for 18 months can already be super hard. But if you have negative people in your life that don't really support what you're doing and kind of like will verbalize it a lot, it can be really discouraging. So I've tried really hard this summer to just make sure I'm surrounded myself by super supportive people who want what's best for me and who will like be Christ-like examples to me. Mm. That's really good. That's really good. It's all, it reminds me of what John, by the way, calls, you know, the parable of the marinade. I don't know if you've heard about that, but he just talks about like, you know, meat, you know, before you cook it, a lot of times you marinate it and it, whatever it's soaking in is like the flavor that it takes on. Yeah. So it's like, you know, whoever we associate with, the people we hang around with, are the people that we're going to talk like, we're going to act like, we're going to think like, and eventually you're, we're going to become like them. So that's just really cool that uh, that's one thing that you've been. been yeah, doing. exactly. And it's like, yeah, especially after like going down to, I went to SEU for a year and college let me meet a lot of people and a lot of people who don't always believe what I believe. And so I feel like once I got my mission call, I could kind of point out like who wanted what was best for me and who didn't really understand and believe why I was doing what I was doing and all that stuff. And it kind of helped me focus on a lot of the good people in my life. Tis excellent. Stand in holy places, <laughs> right? All right. So 
something else we uh, we like to ask people is just the question: What advice would you give to someone who is still unsure about serving a mission? Um, I think what I would say is to really write down the reasons you want to go and the reasons you don't want to go. Because that's one thing I did. I kind of made a pros and cons list Mm -hmm. of what the benefits were of me going. And I kind of found the reason that I was holding back so much was I just really didn't want to say goodbye to people for 18 months. I was like struggling super bad with having to say goodbye to my friends and knowing that the minute I got back, I wasn't going to be living the same life. People were going to be older. People were going to be married. Some people would be done with school. That kind of scared me. But I kind of just realized that if the desire is there, if it's something I've been thinking about for as long as I was, if I'm fully capable of going, then I may as well be selfless for 18 months because... If the people I really wanted to stay in my life were going to stay in my life, they'd still be there in 18 months. So I would say to just really kind of find the reason you don't want to go or the reason that's stopping you from going and ask yourself if it's worth it. That's great. That's great. And it's almost like the um, the part in Preach My Gospel that talks about um, just resolving concerns, right? Yeah. I mean, they talk about, you know, there's like when you have an iceberg, you have the top of it, you know, the tip of the iceberg, and then you have the part underneath and the part underneath is usually huge compared to what you see above the water. Yeah. And so it's like writing the pros and cons list kind of helped you, um, you know, I guess get to the bottom of the iceberg instead of just you staying at the top. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. That's really cool. And I like what you were saying, just like about, you know, the people that really matter or the people that, that really care about you are going to still care about you even 18 months later. Yeah. That's really cool. That's a really cool perspective to have. So awesome. Well, thanks so much for, for sharing. Um, just in, in closing here, just wanted to ask you the question, what is your why for serving a mission? I would say my why is my siblings, because I know that by setting a good example and being the first missionary to go out of all of us is going to go a long way with them. And I want them to experience the kind of happiness I did when I placed that Book of Mormon in Boston. That's a very, very honorable, honorable why. That's cool. Thanks for sharing. And Alexis, thanks so much. Thanks so much for joining joining the Call to Serve podcast. It's been a pleasure hearing your story. And uh, we look forward to the people. Well, we, we, we know without a doubt you're going to help so many people in Ecuador and keep up, uh, keep up the good work and keep the faith. Thank you so much. It was so fun. I'm glad I was able to do it.